1: hey this is brad lee from lightspeed vt what's up everyone this is cole hatter
2: from thrive
3: hey this is Heatherman man from fortune academy and if
2: you want to hear me drop some bombs and if you want to
1: make your money matter
3: and if you want to earn your
1: fortune
2: you should listen to this episode of build your network build your network build your network with my good friend travis Chapel. travis Chapel.
0: welcome back to the show Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another compilation episode here on the Your Network podcast. We're currently in the middle of a series about mentorship and masterminds, and I cannot wait to share all of the awesome content in today's episode with you all. But first, you hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds on the show, obviously, especially in these segments here. So if this is a new term to you, or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is or what it does, how, why you should join one, different things like that, you are definitely going to want to check out my free mastermind course. It is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons, and it's 100% free. So there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to freemmcourse.com enroll to grab that course and start today. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another compilation episode here on the Build Your Network Podcast. Today is the second and final segment of a really short series on overcoming rejection, and we are featuring Bradley Cole Hatter and Hither Man. Brad is the CEO and founder of Lightspeed VT and host of the Dropping Bombs podcast. The guy has bootstrapped his company that he started twenty years ago and now is ultra ultra successful. You may have seen him on the Ten X Growth Con stage and several other stages across the nation, and maybe heard him on Dropping Bombs and maybe here on the Build Network podcast. Really really cool guy and has some fantastic stuff on rejection. And then Cole Hatter, who's a big mentor of mine. He's the organizer of the event called Thrive that. I go to every single year, highly recommend going to it this year. It is at the end of May out here in Vegas. Again, Cole is a great guy who does a lot of on-stage speaking and selling. He's a professional speaker. He's done, I think over 3000 hours on stage now, and he's in his mid thirties. So the guy really knows what he's talking about when it comes to that kind of stuff. And he's been rejected lots of times and learned how to overcome that rejection. He shares that here on the show. And then uh hither man is the last guest featured on today's episode. She is a total all around badass when it comes to investing in general. She made the majority of her money with no money down real estate investing out in London in her early twenties. She Flipped hundreds and hundreds of homes, which is insane, and then now she uses a lot of those profits to trade in the financial markets and she has gone through so much reduction in her career as well and helps us understand how to overcome that better so so much great stuff here, but before we get into that, I wanted to let you all know that I recently opened up four VIP day slots in my calendar for the month of April. If podcasting and or networking are on the top of your priority list for two thousand and nineteen, then This is the most valuable offer that I have available. You will fly out here to Vegas and spend a full day with me one-on-one to either help you launch your podcast or build a foolproof networking strategy for you for the rest of the year. The whole experience is catered to you in terms of what we cover during the day and then even where we're going to go eat for all of the meals that we have together, plus I give VIP day guests access to a few key people in my network who I've invested literally tens of thousands of dollars and countless hours into building relationships with. So this is definitely one of the most valuable offers that I have. And since opening it up very recently, one spot's already been taken. So if you're interested in this experience at all, head on over to travischapel.com coaching to apply and just check the VIP fast pass day over in that application. And hopefully I'll see you out here in Vegas in April. And now... Here is Overcoming Rejection, part number two, with Brad Lee, Cole Hatter, and Heather. Miller. Okay, so how do you handle, Brad? How do you handle the fear of rejection? Has that ever been something that fazed you? Oh, well, yeah, in the past.
2: But once you, you know, when you're young and you listen to older folks and older people, you don't really listen. My dad used to tell me stuff all the time, and I'm thinking, he doesn't know. And then you get older and you're like, well, he knew everything. <laughs> Same thing. It's like... The older you get, the more you know that you don't know. Right. And then pretty soon you're like, I don't know what they call it. It's some magical age, but you start to realize you don't know anything. Hmm. So I know that I don't know. <laughs> what was your question specifically? So when that fear of rejection comes in. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you handle that? Yeah, so, no, you asked me if I fear rejection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't fear. I I assume you don't anymore. Yeah, I don't because to me, whether I learned it or I've just learned it over experience, I don't know if someone taught me this, but when you get rejected, okay, Mm -hmm. you're not losing anything. See, people have a fear of loss. So I'm not going to ask you for something in fear that I might not get it, but they don't stop to realize they don't have it before they asked. So the worst case scenario is I leave with what I had to begin with. Yeah. And I already don't have anything. So I fully understand that. So when I go up to you, it's all upside. Hmm. It's all an opportunity. Right. Right. So when I go to shake your hand, when I go to talk to you, when I go to sell you my product or services, I don't fear rejection because I already have it before I talk to you. Right. In my mind, I haven't sold you anything. You've already said no. You are already in the worst position. Yeah. You've already said no before I even met you. Mm -hmm. So like, what do I have to lose? Yeah. Only I have to gain. And so I know that rule. And if someone can understand that rule, they'll go a lot farther in life a lot quicker.
0: Yeah. And I would even argue that you're not even in the same position. So like if you're when you go ask somebody and they tell, you no you're technically in the same position, meaning that you, you're not going to be able to do the business with that person or whatever that may be. Yeah, but I know
2: what you're going to say, positionally, or at least one of them.
0: You're getting better. You've learned. Yeah. You've got the ability, ability to practice. Right. So you're a positive little fellow, right. aren't you? Yeah. Well, that's the only way you can do it. Like Damn if, right. if you focus on all the no's all the time, then of course you're never going to get to the You focus on the no's, you're, you're going to get the no's. You're going to keep getting more no's. Exactly. Just like what we were talking about just right before this, before we did all my podcast is, yeah. is talking about whatever you focus on will, event, will manifest itself eventually. So if you're focusing on all the nose you're going just going to keep getting more nose yeah. you know and psychologically it's called confirmation bias when you believe something to be true you're going to look for evidence to support that belief regardless of if it's intrinsically accurate or not
2: 100% so, yeah you
0: know you heard about
2: the guy with the hot dog stand there's a story an old man decides you know he's tired of not working he retired so he figured he wants to open this hot dog stand so he mm-hmm. goes down and he buys the best hot dogs and the best buns and all the best condiments and a nice cart and he sticks it out there and he throws up a sign 5 dollars a hot dog and people start eating the hot dogs. They're like, man, this is the best hot dog cart ever. So business is so good, he can't keep up with it. So he goes and gets another hot dog stand. And after about six months, man, he's got like 15 hot dog stands around the city. Mm-hmm. Just killing it. Well, his kid comes back from Harvard Business School. Says, what's up, dad? He says, man, I got tired of laying around. So I got all these hot dog stands and we're just killing them. About to open 15 more. And the guy says, well, you know, I'm a Harvard graduate let me go check it out and see if I can improve he goes down he says dad you're buying expensive hot dogs man you realize we're in a recession and you're spending a lot of money on hot dogs you could Mm -hmm. save money doing those hot dogs and quite frankly the buns you're buying you can save some money on those because as you know we're in a recession Mm -hmm. And it's very important that you save a little money. And pretty soon, business didn't go as well. And he closes down a hot dog stand here and a hot dog stand there. And he finally gets down to one. And business is bad. The buns are gross. The dogs are gross. The condiments are cheap. And business falls off. And the old man looks at his son and says, dang, son, you're right. Business is bad. We are in a recession.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You heard that? This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed Travis, just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed here on the podcast, indeed.com slash Travis terms and conditions apply. If you need hire, you need indeed. I have not heard that story same principle. Now. It's the, it's that principle lived out for sure, because man, it's just so true. And what you focus on will manifest itself and eventually become true. And you will always look for evidence to support what you believe to be true yeah. to begin with anyway. So two things I took out of that, Cole, one is exactly what you're just talking about, creating win-win situations where influencers, people that are really successful and that have a lot of influence, have people reaching out to them on a daily basis, like you said, they have to guard their time. And if you're just another person coming up saying, hey, can we grab a cup of coffee? That's not something that's going to be advantageous for that person. And they just don't have the time to be able to say yes to that. I'm sure they would love to. It's not that they're being a jerk or anything. They just literally do not have the time make it happen so what cole's talking about creating win-win situations is what literally unlocks the ability to have those people now reach out to him and then the patience the long-term thinking with that is so key and i think so many people and you can talk into this cole if you'd like to i think so many people are not okay with hearing the word no so when they first start reaching out to people and they start getting some no's they just get really really discouraged because it's not happening as soon as they want it to and they shut down would you agree with that
1: yeah, totally. It's funny. You keep bringing up topics or like hot buttons for me. So no is a scary word for a lot of people. What I would encourage anyone listening to this to do is put yourself in that scenario in your mind. Pretend you made the ask and they said, no, where are you? Almost always you're right where you were anyway. And so so many people are like, well, I don't want to do this because what if it's No. But by not asking, it was a no, if that makes sense. Right, I mean, right. I have a younger
0: cousin. Like and, worst case uh, scenario. like you're Yeah, exactly. The
1: <laughs> absolute worst case scenario is they say no. So by not asking, you are now in the absolute worst case scenario. <laughs> right. So then there's the emotional like, oh, I got rejected. Get over it, right? Like, geez, man. Right. If, I wouldn't have married my wife if I took no for an answer, right? I mean, (laughs) I had to chase that one down forever. So the point is, um, there's, you know, persistence wears down resistance. You can throw that in there too. Just keep following up. But don't be afraid of no. Maybe it will suck to hear a no. But the reality is, if you get a no, it's like nothing's changed almost always. Like, it's hard for me to think of a scenario where if you ask and they say no, you're worse off. Than if you'd never asked at all. Right. right. I mean, right lenders, Cole, I've always wanted to do real estate. My uncle has money, but I'm afraid if I ask him, he's going to say no. Well, if you don't ask him, you don't have his money anyway. So right. go ask him. If he says no, you still don't have his money. And so <laughs> the point is don't be afraid of no. There's the fear of rejection, and all of us, no matter how thick of skin we have, don't right. like that feeling. Of course. But you just can't personalize anything. You've got to take your wins with your losses, and like most things in life, it's a numbers game. So yeah. if you got to know, and if one door's closed, another opens, right? If you got to know, a lot of times you're just talking to the wrong person as well. Here's a quick example for that too. I needed to move an airline, and they wanted to charge me a difference of fare which makes sense plus 200 bucks. And I was like, "Screw you. You're not charging me $200 just to change my flight. You press one button and it's done." They're like, "Oh, that's our policy." I negotiated with them. I begged them. I pleaded with them. They kept saying no. So I just hung up on them. I called back. I got another no. I hung up on them. I called back. I got a third person literally having the same conversation three times in the course of maybe 15 minutes. The third person says, "We got to charge you $200 fee." I said, "Waive the fee." They said, "Okay." as a courtesy, I'm happy to waive that fee for you. And so it took three people, the two said no, I just kept hanging up and calling back, almost like to see if it would work. And the third person was having a good day, who knows what happened, right? In their personal lives to be feeling generous, but they waived the fee. So anyway, I'm I'm being too long winded in my answer. Don't be afraid of no. If you get a no, you're almost always where you would have been anyway. And a lot of times you're just talking to the wrong person.
0: Just talk to a new person and sometimes that no turns into a yes. Right, and even when you do get no's, What i found is that it makes you more comfortable with the next no. So even if you get a no, I would argue that you're not even in the same place. You're actually a little bit further ahead than you were because now you're more comfortable asking a second time to a different person because your tolerance of hearing the word no has increased a little bit. And so that's something that I'm doing with my mastermind, Cole, is that in month two, and I haven't told anybody this, so if you're listening right now, you're in the mastermind, get ready. I'm going to be challenging everybody in my mastermind to go knock on 100 doors and pitch whatever they're Businesses to 100 people. As I come up from a strong door to door sales background, and that's Probably the biggest takeaway that I've taken into life with me now and especially with this podcast and asking People that are you know strapped for time to come on the show and not caring if they say no is that I know I've knocked on Thousands of doors. I've heard thousands of no's I've had people tell me to F off and get off their porch and you know all that kind of stuff And so every time you get yourself into the situation, even if you get a no I would argue that you're actually a little bit better off than you were because now you have You're more comfortable in the situation. You're more confident to ask again the next time around. So I
1: have a question. So yeah. you're on someone's porch. They're an a hole. They tell you to go F yourself and get off their porch. How do you clear your mental space? This is now I'm interviewing you. How do you <laughs> go knock on the next door, bro? Like, cause door to door sales, bro, you got thick skin. Like that is the ultimate of facing rejection and overcoming it. So for you to ask, you know, the specific question of how do you deal with? No, you better than anybody know how to answer that question. So let me ask you, a no is one thing. But if you knock on someone's door and they're a dick about it and they're like, F you, get off my porch, how do you clear your brain or, you know, brush that off your shoulder to then go next, knock on the next door with a smile on your face?
0: hundred percent mindset. Because when I talk to, so when most people talk to somebody that's just being a total jerk at the door, they get like their feelings hurt and they take it so personally. For me, I literally just have fun with them. Like when somebody's being a jerk like that, I literally just make it my goal to keep them outside of their house like on the porch or like with their door open as long as I possibly can so if they're like telling me to F off and they're telling me all this other stuff I just start like going into my pitch and start talking to them and like seeing how long it takes for them just to close the door in my face and I just turn it into a game I have fun with it because that's all you can do if you're going to take it personally then you're never going to be able to move on to the next door you're just going to be letting it sit and you're going to be thinking about it and well I should have said this and you know it just puts it raises these levels of contention that literally have no need to be there because now you're just wasting your time you're wasting your energy on something negative when you just move on to the next door and that person's probably a total sweetheart so um, that's why 100% 100% mindset but good for you bro you should freaking just a game I play I just try to keep them outside of their house as long as I can to waste more of their time
1: you should write like an ebook or something or, or create some type of a course or something on that stuff because I mean that's helpful I mean that was your quick response but like if you actually Put some steps and things in place. Mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. And that would probably take you three days to knock that out, and sure. it could help thousands of people. I'll yeah, we'll write that down, now.
0: Huh? <laughs> yeah, do That's it, bro. what I'm to do.
1: All right, so I'll challenge you. I'm going to see you in Vegas in January. Have it done by then, and let Connect hear it for the first time.
0: All right, sounds good. I will
1: do that. All no, right. no, no. I'm going to take it one step further. You're also going to talk for 15 minutes on the subject, and then give us all your ebook.
0: <laughs> all right, all right then I better get to work then yeah so now you got a deadline and a goal Perfect. So if everybody listening, just so you're aware, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast, but if you have not heard me say it, this is the mastermind I've been talking about that I've been joining is with Cole. So that's what he's talking about. We're having our first mastermind all together in Vegas in January. And so I joined up with Cole's mastermind after I was at Thrive representing John Lee Dumas at his booth. And we connected really well. I, I like real estate a lot and I'm an amateur investor myself. And so I'm trying to get more into that and wanted to be around Cole and learn a lot from his knowledge, but also meet the people he's been able to meet and all that kind of thing. Building deep, genuine relationships with people that don't have any sort of like, any sort of back end offer, uh, to, to use some online marketing terms there, but there, there, there's, no, there's no hidden agenda when, when you're going to connect with these people. You're just genuinely trying to build relationships. And like, I like that you brought in the money into it and said, and said it's not about the money, it's about the relationship um, because I feel that a lot of people treat it like, um, cold calling, you know, like in-person cold calling, they'll look at networking event, like in-person cold calling opportunity. Oh, look. And, and, and I come from a, I come from a door-to-door sales background, Heather. So I've, I've been doing door-to-door sales for as long as I can remember. And, and, and the, the, the problem is people treat networking like it's door-to-door sales. Like yeah, they'll they'll go hard. up to every single person and treat it like a numbers game and quote-unquote knock the door, talk to the person, give them a little spiel, and then they say no, they move on to the next one. And it's just not how you go about doing it. And like, I'm, like I said, I'm a door-to-door salesman, so the, I, I think it has its place. Cold calling always has its place, but not in relationship building.
3: Yeah, you're right. No, but you know what? You're lucky because I think everyone should do something cold calling or canvassing. I did it myself. And that was how a quiet person can become taken out of their shell, because to be very... Because I mean, I was I was scared of rejection, and the only thing that will destroy your confidence in immediately is cold calling or door to door canvassing. Because that will be the quickest way you get over this rejection issue. And once you pass that, then you're you're very good at rapport building. So I think actually it's an advantage you came from that because you know how not to feel a problem if someone doesn't want to talk to you because it's just like people may do that, but. You're doing it in a different way this time. So you'll actually be a better networker if you've had that experience, in my opinion. I was better at negotiating deals because I used to sell mobile phone phones when I was 16, um, you know, and just the stuff that the annoying salesperson, that was me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but that built my confidence because I was not... I didn't care that somebody walks past you and just hates you and you just shrug it off and smile and next person. And that's powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and network building is actually just a sophisticated different level, but with the basis of that self image is huge because the only reason people will be scared of networking to a very good level is because they don't think they're worth talking to themselves. I, I don't, I can't offer. I mean, I remember when I was really young, I used to think, Oh my God, I can't, offer that person, that guy's way too big, I'm nobody. Um, That's a really bad image, self-image you've created in your head. So unless you destroy that, and you're fully confident, you've got everything to bring to the table, nothing to lose. That's when you become a good networker as well.
0: Yeah. and, And if I can add on to that, what what you're just saying is something that I've found to be completely true with, with uh with this podcast. And it's funny that I'm I'm really introverted um, naturally. So I, I'm a natural introvert, like like you were saying. I'm I'm not the person that is like always trying to be the center of attention and like I would rather be by myself. When I go to a networking event, like I have to force myself to go out and talk to people. I I, I don't yeah. I, I naturally would rather just sit there and get on Facebook or like text a buddy, uh, something yeah. funny. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like make yeah. fun of people in the room or something something like that, Um, that, that's my, yeah, exactly. That's my natural tendency to do that. And so I think it's, I think it's, I think it's funny that we're both kind of introverted, but we're both talking about how, how much cold calling and door to door and that kind of a thing helped us come out of that and build confidence because confidence has been very, very important for me to uh, get the quality of guests that I have on the show. I mean, even, even talking to you right now, Heather, like, I, I think probably one of the big reasons that, that you're even talking to me right now is, is some of the other guests that I was able to get on the show and their recognizable names, people that you've talked to people like Patrick, but David, um, yes. who, nice who, spot, yeah. yeah, really, really awesome guy who I just kind of reached out to on an Instagram message one day. And I, I can tell you that I've probably reached out to 20 more people that are just as influential or more as, as, as Patrick is. And, you know, a lot of them never said anything back to me. A lot of them, you know, said no. And a lot of them said, you know what, come back when you have a better following. Or, you know, a lot of people said no. And a lot of people didn't answer. But like you're saying, when you have that, when you have that confidence, like it, it does, it just doesn't phase me anymore. It just is like, you know what? Um, all right, no worries. You know, uh, if I can help at all, let me know. I always try to offer something, uh, offer to give some value when somebody says no. Is, that, is there anybody I could introduce you, introduce you to, or is there any way that I can help you out, or anything like that in the meantime? And then, you know, maybe in the future we can work something out. And you don't have to take it personally. Just realize that, like, okay, it's not going to work out right now, but in the future it might. And maybe I can add some value to you in the meantime. And um, and uh, I just, I, I love so much about, about what you're saying. It's just fantastic. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. You hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds here on Build Your Network. They are literally what I attribute most of the new quality relationships in my life to. If this is a new term to you or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is or what it does or how much they are, how to find one, all those types of details, you are definitely going to want to take my free mastermind course. It is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons. It's 100% free, so there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to travischappell.com to grab that course and start today. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it.